P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby, and I'm here with Matt. Yes, and we are talking about Pokemon. Pika, Pika. My third grade self is really just like blossoming <laughs> here. So, Oh, well, good, because I don't know anything about Pokemon. Yeah, you texted me and was like, okay, uh, should my husband come on the podcast? <laughs> because I don't know anything about Pokemon. And do you know anything? And I was like, oh, no, I got this covered. Like... <laughs> Pokemon's my jam. I'll, oh, good. I'll, I'll be able to talk yeah. about this. Perfect, perfect, perfect. But um, before we get into that, I think there were a couple movie trailers we have to unpack, you know? Yes, yes. The movie trailers. First up, in all of its glory, It, Chapter 2, <laughs> Part 2. Chapter what's it, 2. The second, okay. the second section, whatever it, it's called. <laughs> the grown-up part of yes. It is airing this august which i could not be more excited for i loved the first one and the trailer dropped and for me this was just like a master class in what a movie trailer should be Mm. did you not agree i just struggle when a trailer shows an entire scene because it kind of just robs that movie moment because now really seen it you know i feel like that is the formula that that I love in a oh, movie really? trailer is like, give me one really interesting scene that makes me want to see the movie, but then doesn't tell me everything that's going to happen <laughs> in it. I like yeah. being able to go see the movie and being surprised by things that happen. And yeah, if you get those like montage of really quick shots, like you're not getting those scenes, but you know, like, okay, at some point Tom Cruise is in a helicopter. At some point Tom Cruise is on a motorcycle. At some po- And so then when those right. scenes happen, you're like, okay, I kind of know like in general where this is going, where, I mean, it, I've already read the book, so I know what's going to happen, but like, <laughs> This trailer for me, if I hadn't read the book, gives me this one really creepy, fun scene where Jessica Chastain is with like this old woman who might may or may not be Pennywise. And then just like a couple quick shots of other things. And then you're out. Yeah. No, it was a very effective trailer in that I was very scared and not into seeing the movie. So I guess uh, five out of five for that. But it was good in that I just wish... I, I see why they did it, and I see your point for why it may work. But it also is just like, well, that's a two-minute scene straight from the movie. And it seems like a pretty... I guess that means the scenes they don't show are going to be even worse. But um, it seemed like it could have oh, been a yeah. scary one in the movie itself. I mean, it's a scary scene in the book, but it's not... <sighs> it's, I mean, the thing with that book is that there's so many scary yeah. scenes that it, you can just like pick one and yeah. then you have plenty of leftover. Yeah. But I love just that moment where she's kind of looking around the apartment and you see the old lady kind of like hop behind her. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, if we want to talk about movie trailers that um, are scary enough for Shelby to handle, there was a new trailer that I'm sure no one in the universe has seen for a movie that I'm also sure no one in the universe but me will watch. And I told you to watch it. I don't know if you did. <laughs> But it just popped up on my Facebook feed. It's this movie called Crawl. And I started watching it. It's like, it's a disaster flick. That's sort of like, you of know. Of course it is. It, so you didn't watch it. No. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> okay, I'm well, like, what is, is she great. talking about? This is Let great. Let me Google because, it really No, quick. no, 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 no. Don't. I I'll watch it while you're I want to walk you through it. Okay. So basically, oh, okay. there's a hurricane in Florida bad news already this girl goes to get her dad so they can get out before the hurricane hits 
and she can't find it. So she goes to the basement and she's like, dad. And then suddenly she's attacked and dragged into in deeper into the basement. And you realize <laughs> that the house is under attack from like some truly killer crocodiles. So <laughs> she's trying to get out. She's trying to save her dad. It's basically don't breathe meets Sharknado. And it looks like they're taking it serious in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like, I think they think it's on the level of Jaws, but it's really more like on the level of Piranha. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it is a really great trailer in that it's probably all you ever need to see of the movie. And it's a really, <laughs> it's a really good, really good two, two and a half minutes to spend your life. So I would definitely recommend checking that out, especially after watching it and being a little bit traumatized on a spiritual level there, you know? It's always weird to me how you love these movies <laughs> where, oh, we're going to go down in the basement and get attacked by an alligator, but you don't like, I'm going to go down in the basement and get attacked by a clown. Oh which my for gosh, me it's totally similar. different. No, I mean, the clown is about like demons and possession and like evil. This is just natural, you know, life taking its course. Yeah, you know, it's, car- like, it's carnivores. It's, it's the circle of you life. You could feasibly be attacked by a crocodile. You could <laughs> yeah. not feasibly be attacked by a demon clown who's turned into a old woman. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but one just like hits me differently whereas the other is just a survival flick basically at its core. It's just, will these people make it out alive? I, You know, it's just it's just your wits. It's not it's not demon and terror and like, you know, ooh stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, sh- okay, sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Is Ruby Rose going to be in this reprising her role as super cool person on a boat? <laughs> oh, yeah, Meg? that's right. I was like, what are you referencing? That is I blocked that movie from my memory. Um, but no, she's not. It's really just a. It just stars the girl from... I know her from Maze Runner. I think she's been in a couple other things, but... Another truly strange movie that you're obsessed with. (laughs) Well, let's move on, shall we? Let's get into this. Detective Pikachu. So you're a Pokemon fan. Yes. Walk us through that a little. Give us your history. (laughs) (laughs) The judgmental quality in your voice, Shelby. Wow. No, no, no. Um... So as a child, I was into (laughs) Pokemon. I had the cards. I would watch the TV show every morning before school. I had the video game Mm. for my Game Boy and Game Boy Color. So I played Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Silver, and I still have them and occasionally play them if I'm on like a road trip or something. Uh, Then we also had Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap for our Nintendo 64. (laughs) So I I feel like I'm very well versed in Pokemon. I went and saw like the first couple movies, the the, like the animated ones from like the late 90s, early 2000s that were in theaters. Mm -hmm. I remember that in one of them, you got a special like limited edition Lugia card, which I was very into (laughs) at the time. I (laughs) sort of fell off the bandwagon, though. I... I really loved when it was just the original 150 mm. Pokemon, but right, then they right, started right. adding more and more generations where now I think there's almost a thousand and it just got a little yeah, unruly for me. 
yeah, to have all of these. So I know the old set like really well. Like I, the original 150, like I could identify them all by their pictures and tell you what their names are. <laughs> but the later ones, not so much. And then I sort of came back to Pokemon when Pokemon Go came of out course, a couple of years yeah. ago. But otherwise, I'm not super like invested in the culture at right. this moment. If right, that makes right, sense. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like my husband's trajectory mostly too. He was very concerned that you'd never played the Game Boy game, so he'll be happy to hear that. Um, oh yeah, but I'm not a monster. Yeah, <laughs> my Pokemon experience is that my family was never into it. I probably did not even know the word Pokemon until high school, and. Then I didn't know anything about it until Pokemon Go when my then fiance insisted I download (laughs) the app. And I wasted like two days wandering New York trying to figure out the game and like not fully understanding it. And so I have zero exposure to it, really. Um, I could obviously point out Pikachu, um, but that was really it. So... I I was still excited for this movie because I think they did a good job promoting it. And Ryan Reynolds is very funny in his promotion. So I was on board. Were you excited as a fan or were you sort of anxious? Or I mean, I'm not a, a big enough fan of Pokemon to be like, oh my gosh, they're going to screw this right. up. I had never even heard of Detective Pikachu, which is a Nintendo DS game that came out, I guess, a couple oh, of really? years ago that this <laughs> was loosely based on. Oh. I did not know that game. I didn't play it. <laughs> So when they announced that it was Detective Pikachu, I was like, this is a little strange. And then the part that I think I was most skeptical about was that the cute little Pikachu is going to be voiced by Ryan Reynolds, which seemed a weird dichotomy (laughs) for me. And also, I think this is a good question for you. I was, as I was... Like getting ready to watch this, I was like, "Why is Ryan Reynolds famous? Like, can someone walk <laughs> me through exactly like what he has done? He was in the proposal, yeah, and he's obviously Deadpool, yeah. But otherwise, I could not identify a single movie that he was in that was that was like a hit or a blockbuster or like why he would be famous. He, was he in a TV show? I feel like I was looking at his filmography you and mean, it was like just his lots origin of story. That, that didn't do well. yeah right. like where did he cut co- why yeah, yeah, yeah. is he a movie star that's what i want to know because well, he seems to have like nothing really under his belt. handsome you know like i think he, he was lucky enough to come up in a time because he wasn't like a child actor he wasn't like on the mickey mouse show like ryan gosling and justin timberlake he was just this handsome guy who i think he was just cast in all these like 2000s flicks that were just happening where they just needed a generically handsome dude you know because I don't remember the first thing I saw him in, but I remember always kind of knowing who he was, you know? It is weird, though. I guess I would place him first, and no, he was big before the proposal, wasn't he? (laughs) I don't know. And, like, going back in his filmography, like, just starting from now and moving backward, it's like he was in Life. That wasn't a hit. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Did anybody watch that? I didn't. Well, but he's already famous because of, I mean... Right, but I mean... but just like, l- listen to this list. Criminal, right. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Mississippi Grind, I don't know what that is. Woman in Gold, I remember a commercial for it, but like, I don't know. Right. Selfless, what is that? Oh, I saw uh, that. The no, ca- I didn't. The Captive, <laughs> R.I.P.D., Safe House, like the change up. What R. are R. these R.I.P.D., I remember the trailer for because it was like, it was like Men in Black, but with ghosts, right? 
I think I so. don't know. I mean, that, that's basically like everything that he's been in aside yeah. from the Deadpool stuff in the past 10 years. And I uh, like, I, I don't know. He was in definitely maybe in 2008. Oh, so yeah. that's before the proposal. That's what I, yeah. He's in a movie just in a friends. fat suit called yes. Just Friends. Rob owns that DVD and I never let him live it down. It is the worst movie I've ever seen. That's it. That's that's how he Blade Trinity, the third Blade movie. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, he's figured it out. Baffling though. to me. Well, I think he mostly became famous once he married um, Blake Lively. Like I think that really elevated his stardom to where he became a personality people were interested in because it was like they're very beautiful. They have this fun life. She had her weird lifestyle blog for a while. So I think that's when people became invested in him as a person and that allowed him to have the creative control to then really pitch and drive home Deadpool, which is probably the one good, well-received film that he's done. And and so, in general, he would be considered a comedian, I guess. Yeah, yeah. is that how you, we would classify him? Yeah, he's not necessarily like leading man, but like a comedian. I uh, I also want to do a quick like teeth watch update. He has very strange teeth, <laughs> and I feel like that subtracts from so how handsome gross. he is. Why? I just pulled up At a the picture. End of this movie, I was just fixated by his teeth, and I was like, "What is going on here?" You can't just say that. That's a huge spoiler, like right in the beginning of the episode. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Either. Uh, oh, did I say in the movie? I meant <laughs> on a separate poster that I saw in the theater. He had. <laughs> no fun. He has strange teeth. <laughs> I I can't speak to that. I. I understand when you say like Nick Jonas has weird teeth, but to me, this is just normal, a normal mouth. Like, I don't, I don't know what's the matter here. I'm trying to like pull up a picture, an up close picture of his teeth just so that I can like identify them. Well, it's like his front, one of his big front teeth is crooked. And then all (laughs) of his bottom row are like, they're like not like some of them are completely sideways, you know? Oh, you're being so mean. People have teeth, you know? I have crooked teeth. Do you just sit there and like analyze people's teeth? Yes, oh, all man. the time. You should have one of those vicious Instagrams where you just insult celebrities' teeth. The one more thing to be insecure about. Thanks, Matt. It's literally the only thing I focus on. I could identify everybody I know by their teeth. I could not do that by their any other part of their body. Well, anyways, Ryan Reynolds is Detective Pikachu. And I've got to say, Pikachu is honestly the cutest thing I've ever seen. I would really literally sell my dog if I could get Pikachu, the fluffy computer animated pikachu who just throughout the movie i would just oh just like he was so freaking cute but wasn't it off-putting for you the fact that it was ryan reynolds coming out of his voice coming (laughs) out of him because i felt like looking at him i had the same feeling that i did when i watched christopher robin or when i watched dumbo like these like very like 
so cute you want to like just squeeze them characters but then whenever he talked as ryan reynolds i was like this is weird like i'm not (laughs) into this i was more into some of the other pokemon in the movie who didn't speak no like the psyduck was very cute for me and i i like sassy like children like i really like kids with attitudes so i think that's maybe why i appreciated his zest you know he was sort of snarky and quick-witted so i liked that the sidekick animal had a personality like that you know i didn't want winnie the pooh i didn't want tigger i wanted someone who you know could uh be snappy you know get on my level <laughs> so i yes, liked it. i guess that's true <laughs> so the basic plot of this movie is that justice smith is a boy whose mother has died and whose father has sort of like left the family abandoned him to go be a police officer in this big city called rhyme city and justice smith doesn't want to be a pokemon trainer because his dad liked pokemon and he wants to separate himself from his dad but he gets this news that his father has died Mm -hmm. and so he has to go to the big city to kind of like collect his father's belongings and in the process he runs into this pikachu that (laughs) is supposedly his father's former partner and can only communicate with him and the the Pikachu's like, I'm not, I don't think that your dad is dead. We need to figure out what happened. And so the two of them go on this mystery solving adventure to figure out what happened with <laughs> the father. Yeah. Uh, something that I found sort of interesting and I didn't particularly love is that really this movie does not follow any of the conventions of like the Pokemon cards <laughs> or the Pokemon games. There's not the yeah. like, gotta catch the Pokemon. There's not the Pokemon battles. There's not the gyms. There's not the badges. And instead, you get this weird city where it's like Pokemon and people live harmoniously. And you're a little bit like, well, didn't they always? (laughs) And then... Well, I mean, playing Pokemon Go, like, you would beat these Pokemon into submission to, like, get them into your Pokeball, right? So it's like, maybe the utopia is just that these poor Pokemon are left to live happily undisturbed by humans trying to collect them. Well, but in this case, they're, they still like are collect because each yeah. person like has a Pokemon, but it's just you only have one and they don't really battle each other. But anyways, I just thought it was strange that you would pick this movie or this like uh, universe this, brand yeah. to focus on. Yeah. And then not follow the majority of the interesting things in it. It'd right. be like setting a movie in the Harry Potter universe and not like having any spells or wands be like fantastic beasts just disregarding rules of magic set up in harry potter right yeah but fantastic (laughs) beasts is the second one at least is like desperately trying to access (laughs) everything in the original canon even when it doesn't fit so no i will say like even as a non-pokemon expert the world they crafted didn't make sense because uh rob pointed out a lot of the same issues which was like why are you know pokeballs and these battles and whatever else i was just like wait i want to understand what this utopia is because because pokemon cannot communicate with humans and yet they live in harmony but they're not they're equal to each other and yet humans have matched with pokemon so it's like what are the pokemon contributing to society you know like How can they be active participants in a community where they can't even communicate? They don't need the same things. Like, what's a Pokemon diet? Like, that's those are the questions I had is like, what does this harmonious living actually entail? 
And why does it work enough to have this like utopic city? Well, and it's unclear whether the Pokemon can communicate with each other and right. just not humans, or if they're more like pets that yeah. you can sort of like communicate with, but not like in a fully right. conscious way. It's very strange. Because like think, the, the police, the police detect the police, like lieutenant or whatever, has a Pokemon. But I was like, well, what is this growling pink dog looking thing? add to the police department like does he investigate pokemon crimes or does he help with human crimes how would he help with human crimes when he can't talk you know yes or is he just a is he just like a dog that follows around the officer (laughs) did as a whole did this movie work for you did you enjoy this movie i did enjoy it it was a lot of fun it was better than i thought it would be And I appreciated the leaps they took. And I thought the animation, like the world building itself of these like creatures and the cuteness of freaking Pikachu really worked for me that it was a fun movie. It's just the plot was sacrificed a lot. Yeah, I loved all the Pokemon and I loved all of the cool ways that they fit them into the city, like the different jobs they were doing and how that worked with like the Squirtles are working with the firefighters (laughs) because, you know, they can spray water or whatever, all of those different kinds of parts. But and I I went and saw this with my friend Anupa and she was obsessed with this movie. Like afterwards, she was like, I almost cried dream parts (laughs) and I loved it. Like one of the best movies I've ever seen. For me, this felt very average because the first part of the movie where I wanted it to be like a detective kind of story for me didn't have enough mystery or detective (laughs) elements in it. They were sort of just like going from one place to another. Yeah. And then the second half of the story, when you get to like the twist and the reasoning behind the father's disappearance it is just ludicrous <laughs> and mind-blowing what like what exactly yeah. the motive behind right. everything is like so wild and strange and unnecessary yeah you could kind of tell that they wanted it to be more like like less like angry birds less like battleship and more like the lego movie where they wanted a fun story a modern mature story that could appeal to kids and adults and be funny and clever But they just like forgot to storyboard it. I feel like they were just caught up in like, how do we get these different Pokemon on the screen? And like, how funny can Ryan Reynolds be in this scene? And it just like started to fall apart in the third act because it was like, well, wait, like this doesn't, the motivations don't make sense. The twists don't make sense. The actual world does not make sense because it's like, Okay, so there's this utopia, Rhyme City, but everywhere else doesn't have the same rules or like regulations or relationships. So it's like, would a Pokemon want to go and have to work as a fireman to live in the city or would he want to live in the wild? You know, like, I don't I don't get it. I just I had a lot of questions by the end. (laughs) Well, and I guess let's get into the spoilers so we can talk about that in more depth but (laughs) the motivation of the it turns out that the i don't even know where to begin this is so complicated but the man the man who is in charge of rhyme city who's Mm -hmm. like owns this big tech conglomerate 
basic goal for doing everything is that he wants to create an evolved version of humans where you can live with your human intelligence and kind of like psyche and consciousness within the body of a Pokemon, <laughs> which to me does not feel like the next step right. evolutionarily. Yeah. Like if someone's like, Matthew, you could put your mind into the mind of a dog. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, no, I think I'm good. I think yeah. humans are like a good body for him to be in. Right. And it's like his motivation is he's in a wheelchair. He has some sort of disease. He's feel he's wrestling with his own mortality. And he's like, how can I evolve yes. to this next level? And so he chooses this Pokemon that's like the most powerful Pokemon, the Mewtwo. Mewtwo is that how you say it? Mewtwo. Mewtwo. And it's basically like human-esque. It has arms, legs, eyes, mouths. It can talk, whether that's because of him or not. But um, But the weird thing is that it doesn't just end there. He decides automatically after giving a speech about how he has worked to evolve this pokemon to its highest to its highest level and then he's like but i want to do that for all of rhyme city so he basically gasses the entire city and turns every human into their current pokemon which is like well these aren't all created equal you know like they, yes. all, they all haven't evolved even to their best Pokemon versions. And so now right. you're putting humans in here and they're just going to be those sad little purple monkeys or like the little mushroom fairies. Like that's not progress, you know, like no one wants that. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between evolving into a Charizard and evolving into like a <laughs> Weedle or a, God forbid a Metapod. Oh, can you imagine? Just, <sighs> you don't even know what that is, Shelby. <laughs> Shut up. Also, it's strange that the mechanism for how these, <laughs> how you can turn into your animals, so you have to give your, your Pokemon this weird purple powder that makes right. them very angry. Them. And that's the only time that then you can somehow inhabit their body. <laughs> so throughout this whole story, they're running into these Pokemon who have this like purple angry powder right. and then just attack everything. Yeah. Which seems strange it to me that, that yeah. is how it works yeah and it's like how did it just felt like two different movies it was like they were doing the one about like oh someone's trying to make the pokemon evil which is where i thought they were going with it i thought oh they're gonna try and like dissolve this utopia by by pinning all these crimes on these pokemon but instead they were like wait what if we had the twist be that the good guy is actually a bad guy? And then how can we uh, like, what's his motivation? And it just like, didn't, it didn't stick. And it was just like, it was really <laughs> weird. And it was all just so you could get to the final twist, which is detective Pikachu, the talky mouthy Pika is actually justice's dad. So you're like, Oh, his body, you know, his soul was put in the Pikachu with this power this guy found out. And it was like they worked backwards from that instead of trying to develop a like natural story. And it didn't well, really but work. That doesn't even make sense because in that storyline, he's not 
it's not like, oh, an experiment went wrong and Ryan Reynolds ended up in the Pikachu's <laughs> yeah. body. It was that the bad guys were trying to kill Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> so they drove him off the road, but then Mewtwo, the escaped Pokemon, saved him and said, the only way that you can survive is if I put your consciousness <laughs> into the Pikachu's body, but then I also give you amnesia so you can't remember any of that, and then you can only <laughs> communicate with your son, and so then your son and you as the amnesia-ridden mm. Detective Pikachu will have to somehow uncover this he's just mystery. A, he's an elevated, you know, he's he's evolved past us. His intelligence, you know, he's a god figure. He has it all figured out, you know, like that's, you just have to suspend belief there. <laughs> I mean, it does all work out in the end, so I guess that is correct, but it's yeah. also very strange. And then for me, the weirdest part of this entire movie is you're watching it, you know, you're going along. We get to this like laboratory where I can't remember (laughs) how they ended up there or what they're doing exactly. But they're like running around this laboratory and we get these flashback sequences in which the head laboratory well they're not person, head they're, doctor they're head researcher yeah holograms <laughs> yeah. yes that's right is none other but rita aura <laughs> inexplicably in this very small bit role with very little pomp and circumstance and i and i myself like turned to my friend and was like well first i was like i think that's rita aura is that racist of me? That can't be Rita Ora. I must just like think that it's Rita Ora because yeah. it's another Hispanic person. I shouldn't say anything. Oh, but that really it does was. look like her. Yeah. Why would that, why would she be in this movie? It can't. So eventually I like got up the courage to be like, is that Rita Ora? And she was like, yeah, I think so, but it's weird. And then the whole rest of the movie, I was distracted by like, well, I can't take out my phone and look this yeah. up, but I want to know if that's her or just like a lookalike who had this very tiny role. It was her. Who knows why? Just a fan. Who knows? Gotta catch them all. It was just like... She did have a song at the end. Oh, that's right. In the credits. So I don't know if that was somehow part of it, but... (laughs) Yeah. They were like, shoot, we need a song at the end of the credits, but we don't want to spend a lot of money. So maybe we'll like sucker her into a bit role and then ask her while she's here, hey, can you like record a song for us really quick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of problems with this story, which I think critics picked up on, but it was like... A lot of the detective work happened off screen where it was like they meet up with this girl who's an uh, this woman who's an intern at this media company and she's onto the story. Also strange. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, I found this out. Let's go to this place. And it's like, well, when is this detectiving like happening like in real time? Because it really just went from like scene to scene. It was like, oh, the first scene, they're being chased by those purple people. <laughs> pokemon oh the next scene they're going to be in a battle with the dragon one and then <laughs> and then it was just like going well it was just scene to scene was just how can we make a splashy pokemon event and it wasn't like a logical natural rising falling action and so there was no like real payoff in the end that like felt earned because it was just sort of like all over the place Pikachu almost dies and then gets then gets brought back and it was just like then he, he has gets a saved by the cutest frigging Bulbasaur <laughs> yeah. ever and Bulbasaur is my favorite Pokemon and when they all came out to save him I was like yes 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 <laughs> I want one of those as a pet <laughs> they were all very cute Pokemon yeah but the plot was definitely had that Ant-Man thing going on where it's just like, <laughs> let me explain the next step so that we can do yeah. the next step so we can explain the next step without really letting the audience in on anything beforehand. Right. Were you thrown off 
I was very thrown off by the fact that Justice Smith's father was Ryan Reynolds in a movie. <laughs> Not because Ryan Reynolds is white and Justice Smith is black, but because Ryan Reynolds is like only, I looked this up afterwards and there is a 19 year age difference. So I guess like technically they could be father and son, but it feel it felt very strange that yeah. Ryan Reynolds would be a like 22 year old's <laughs> father in a movie. Yeah. They tried to age him up. I was pretty annoyed because like I was watching the movie, enjoying it. And then Rob turned to me and he's like, <gasps> Ryan Reynolds is the dad. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And then I was like, oh my gosh, you spoiled it for me. And it's like pretty obvious coming for you. But but once he came on screen, I was like, they really tried to age him up. You know, they tried to make him look a little older. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they grew out a, like a grizzled yeah. looking beard on him. Yeah. Gave he, him some he glasses. He good, you know. It was a good look for him. There, there are multiple scenes early on in the movie where it's like they show the dad, right. but you don't see his face. Yeah. And so I knew that it had to be somebody. I was like, who yeah. in this movie could it be? Maybe I guess it's like the tech mobile mogul. Yeah. Or it's like a famous actor who's only in it a little bit, especially after Rita Ora popped up. I was like, maybe, you know, it's, <laughs> like, it's like Tom Hanks, <laughs> but Ferrell. he's yeah. only in one scene. Yeah. But yeah. nope. No, it's, it's Ryan just Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Which makes sense in the universe because I guess Pokemon don't actually talk. So that was really rankling my uh, my yes. audience. So that got explained at least. But but yeah, it was sort of like I wish they'd put a little bit more time into the story. But it also functioned in a pretty entertaining way that I would still go see the sequel. You know what I mean? It wasn't a total disappointment. But what is the sequel going to be? <laughs> because Detective yeah. Pikachu can't talk anymore. <laughs> Well, maybe they'll have to put him. Maybe it'll be like he's dying. He's like, please, I don't want to lose you after I just got you. Like, put me back in Pikachu. (laughs) You know, that'll be the sequel. I just wrote it. Done. Maybe. Yeah. I know. Because he was the cutest part. Like, Pikachu really made that movie. Like, Justice Smith, great, fine, whatever. The, like, girl, whatever. It's fine. But Pikachu had the best expressions and the most emotional range. And whenever he got scared, I got scared. Whenever he cried, I wanted to cry. He was just so snuggly looking. (laughs) He was very cute. I would definitely get a plush of Pikachu. Yeah, it couldn't even do it justice, though. Like, it was very well animated film like the the characters were really it was a really beautiful world they managed to make so yes and the movie did really well it made 58 million dollars this weekend which is the biggest opening for a video game movie ever Mm -hmm. and it made 170 million worldwide so far on a 150 million dollar budget so it's like already made its money back it's only been out a week yeah Uh, you know i think it'll continue to like rake in the cash yeah and it was just like it didn't feel necessarily like product placement because as a non-pokemon fan it wasn't like they were hitting me over the head with the fact that like oh you can go play this game and or you can go collect these on our app still it just felt like they were enjoying they had a real respect or enthusiasm for their source material which is these cute Mm -hmm. pokemon so Aw, little cutie Pokemon. So cute. Should we get into the winners and losers of this movie? Which I feel like will be interesting, speaking that you came up with them and you (laughs) know nothing about Pokemon. Yeah, you probably would have picked very different ones. But um, yeah, I'm ready. 
Okay. Cue the music. Winners. Hologram technology is the future, but in Detective Pikachu, it's also the past. Because this tech picks up on details even the police will miss. No cameras, no problem. (laughs) By some never-explained technological wonder, holograms will put you in the scene and show you all the best (laughs) angles. Be it a car crash or a highly classified lab, feel free to walk around, feel the experience. It might not make sense how they got all those composite images from an accident in the middle of nowhere or so many different angles of Rita Ora in a lab coat to make for such a cinematic (laughs) and well-framed scene. But that's what makes this tech a true winner. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that same yeah. thing where they're like, oh, but we <laughs> zoom in on this <laughs> yeah. random bridge. Yeah. And I'm mi- there's like the cameras in the middle of the countryside. Like, yeah, there's like yeah. no place for these cameras to be for the angles they're getting. They're like on an abandoned field and it's just like, zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's like, okay. Oh, look, here's a glass yeah. shard that I found. Yeah. yeah. The lab, <laughs> they're like wandering around Rita Ora and she's like, there's just no cameras in sight. It makes no sense how they had it, but congrats to them. You know, it yes. really is a utopia. It's the future. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into these losers. <clears throat> this week's losers goes out to parades. From Thanksgiving to Fourth of July, parades have always been a time of celebration, but no longer. Recent cinematic events have shown you can never trust a parade, even in a utopia like Rhyme City. Gone are the days of confetti and taffy for everyone. Brace yourself for surprise attacks and gas bombs, because those balloons are definitely hiding something nefarious, and a crowd that happy to be there is just asking for it. So if you're invited to an overhyped parade without any real purpose, maybe just stay inside, because parades these days, they're the real losers. I just, that is also so- I just love that they were promoting this parade that had no cause, no organization. When you got aerial shots, there was no like mapped out path for these balloons and like path- parade goers to go down. It was just like the worst orchestrated parade I've ever seen. It is a definite movie trope. Like, I want a list (laughs) of early in the movie, there is some unspecified giant city celebration that's coming up. (laughs) And then you realize later that it's actually some sinister city council member is using this festival to, like, drug the populace or kill everyone in some kind of strange way. It happens in in Red Dawn. It happens in, well, it was a funeral, but in The Dark Knight. It happens in... Yes. Um... I feel like a bunch of them have been happening. So just don't don't go anywhere near those, okay? Avoid yeah. any city centennials. Avoid. It's just not good news. Oh, mm. uh, I guess we kind of skipped this earlier, but now, later, or never on Detective Pikachu. Oh, I would say a later. Unless you're, like, really excited to see how cute Pikachu is, you, you can save this for an airplane or a DVD. Yeah. Agreed. Later, <laughs> later, later. Uh, do you want to get into the lightning round? Yeah. I'm going to admit, I don't have a lot of questions for this because I feel like they just... <laughs> the one I had was, who's the cutest Pokemon? Uh, Bulbasaur. And it's not even a question. <laughs> okay. I've always liked the cat one. Um, Meowth? I, I don't know. Like the pretty cat that the evil guy has. You know, it evolves. It's like a... It's like a Oh, Persian. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Team Rocket has Meowth and then Meowth evolves into Persian, which is like the prettier cat. Oh, okay. So that's probably what you're thinking. Yeah, of. probably. <laughs> 
I was going to ask you, what would your starter Pokemon be? You have <laughs> Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur in the games. You get to pick one of the three. I guess I like the, the Do you Squirtle know what those are? is the Fireman <laughs> one, right? Yes. They were cute. And Charmander is like a cute little lizard with a flame on its tail. Yeah, that one's not... No. I think when I started Pokemon Go, I picked the Squirtle. So is that a good choice? Okay. Or is that a pretty weak you Pokemon? You know, it's... I think that in general, Squirtle is considered the best of the three because the water would kill Charmander Mm -hmm. and Charmander kills Bulbasaur and really like leaf type against water is uh, it's not that, you know, big of a thing, but (laughs) this is too complicated for you. I'm I'm losing you. The audience is still fully intact and ready for more, but Um, you are not. be the voice your preferred voice if your pikachu could talk if your pokemon or pikachu could talk oh um uh give me anne hathaway with a british <laughs> accent for 500 please wow you wouldn't get sick of that you don't think never never okay who who would be yours probably like michael b jordan I oh yeah could he'd be, be a, good yeah soothing mm-hmm. but like engaging you know um what is your favorite parade scene in a movie (laughs) i guess um probably ferris bueller's i don't really love the movie but that scene always gets me yeah Uh, ferris bueller is one of my favorite movies i was going to say that but i was also going to say i love the parade in jingle all the way (laughs) where arnold schwarzenegger is trying to get the action figure off the like santa parade card yeah 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 yeah. that's a good one that's a really good Mm -hmm. reminder of that movie existing which i'd forgotten i love that movie so thank you it's a christmas classic Okay. We should do an episode next year on like classic Christmas movies, and I want to talk about that and the last holiday. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you as an expert, like, what? Who do you think my Pokemon would be? Like, you know, which one? What do I remind you of? Oh, uh, like if it, like in this movie, how everybody has one that yeah. just sort of follows them around. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let me think about this. Uh... I feel like you would have one of the Eevee evolutions, which are sort of like oh, I, I think they're that's kind the of like one. foxes. Yeah, it's like I think that's the one I was thinking of. The cute cat. But there's a water one. <laughs> but there's like a water one. There's a electric one, and there's a fire one, and okay. they're all kind of a, like a little bit hoity-toity, but also they're cool cute. at the same time. Yes, yeah. I like it. So cute. So. So I don't know, maybe Jolteon is the electric one. I feel like that one might be more your Jolteon. like up your alley. Oh, okay. It's not as cute, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> I was trying to pick something with a little bit more like uh, oomph to it right. than just like a cute little like dud I Pokemon. I that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you would say yours is the Bulbasaur though? Is that your yeah. go-to for always? I really, really Forever appreciated the anxiety of the um, the duck one. Psyduck. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I related to that on a level where it's just like at any moment, if he gets too stressed, he'll just blow up. Like I think yep. if I were to be honest with myself, that's probably the Pokemon I'm most like from the few that I know. So, <laughs> you know, Psyduck is, has a rough go. And it's weird because his evolution does not have that issue and is like pretty normal oh, so really? <laughs> you strange just have to get through that you know yeah Growth. um if you had a secret hollywood dad who is only 
15 years older than you are, who would it be? Okay, 15 years older than me. So I guess I would want it to be like, well, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird, I guess. Um, I guess I would say Chris, Chris Hemsworth, definitely for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good choice. I want, I want Chris yeah. Hemsworth too. <laughs> It'd be a cool dad to discover late in life, you know? Yeah, I want fat Chris Hemsworth, though. <laughs> fat, bodysuit fat Chris yeah. Hemsworth. He'd be good, too. Still lovable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I don't have any more questions. That really, that's really tapped me out of my Pokemon um, interest. So <laughs> <laughs> You seemed so well-versed in the knowledge of this culture, Shelby. I'm Did shocked. I? Oh, good. My 10 minutes of research really paid off. I my favorite moment of the podcast when you was when you called Charizard, who I think is a fairly recognizable Pokemon, <laughs> the giant lizard. So that's great. I'm sure. Uh, I, I don't know if I said that. I'm sure I said dragon or something. We can go back to the <laughs> to the footage. Next week we'll be back talking about more giant dragons. Yes, because we are discussing Game of Thrones, the final season in all of its glory. The last episode will have aired. I may or may not have pulled out all of my hair at that point, <laughs> but we will be discussing it, and I I'm cannot excited. wait. Yeah, I've got lots of thoughts, and literally no, no experience to back it up. So <laughs> it'll Welcome be good. Welcome to PS. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> opinions find us, with yeah. no factual evidence. Find more opinions, good thoughts on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. We're at PS. You're wrong, and you can always shoot us an email at PS. You're wrong at Gmail. Yeah, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's always much appreciated. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.